0: That's my secret, cat. I'm always angry. <laughs> Alright, I ran out of patience. Under roof! Hey everyone, yeah, Captain. big fan, of Spider-Man. Avengers assemble. Hello and welcome back to to the Infinity Saga and Beyond MCU Fan Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and today I am giving my instant spoiler-filled reaction to Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you have not seen the movie or if you just don't care about spoilers... uh. Well, if you haven't seen the movie, I, I would recommend uh, turning it off. If you don't care about spoilers, I would recommend staking around. Um, but uh, so we're, we're going to talk uh, everything here. It's not going to be really uh, organized here. I, I just came out of my theater about an hour ago, got home, you know, I had to get some stuff ready before I was able to sit down and record this. And I'm um, going back Uh, tomorrow night on Friday to uh, watch it again uh, in the evening so for me uh, this is going to be we're probably doing I think three episodes breaking down this movie it's going to be this instant reaction here supposed to have a a conversation with Jack over the weekend um, who's done our you know Marvel what if breakdowns uh, some of the news breakdowns we'll have Jack on uh, to talk Spider-Man Um, no way home and then we're also supposed to have uh, early next week probably on Tuesday recording with Logan who's been on some of our recaps of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and uh, we're going to talk Spider-Man no way home so we'll have uh, two full breakdowns that are more organized this is just me getting my thoughts out there into the universe instantly uh, hopefully, if you have saw the movie on Thursday, maybe you're driving to work and you just want this quick reaction to listen to to help bask in the glory that is this movie. But again, last warning here, if you have not seen the movie, I recommend turning this off now because we're going to talk some big spoilers here. Alright, so let's get into it. This movie is the best movie I've seen in 2021. I put out my rankings recently on, like, I guess, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, not for the podcast, just my rankings for 2021 movies I've seen. I've This is, like, the 10th movie I've gone to this year, and I ranked them all. Venom, Let There Be Carnage was at the very bottom. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, at the top was No Time to Die, the new James Bond film. Well, this takes the top spot for me. I seriously think this movie was was incredible. Uh, that's how I keep describing it—just incredible. I mean, yeah, there's some things that you know may not work as well as some other things, but just being able to have the villains, you know, make their return, seeing Will, uh, Willem Dafoe back in the role of Green Goblin, and he just owns that role. He just steals like every scene he's in. It was, in- it was incredible. You know, Alfred Molina Mar- back as uh, Doc Ock. Again, just incredible. Jamie Foxx's Electro. Better than Amazing Spider-Man 2 Electro, but still... I'd say probably the weakest villain for me, still, is the Jamie Foxx one. Which which is unfortunate, because Jamie Foxx is such a good actor, but I feel like they still didn't give him that many great lines. Uh, some of the forced humor that they were giving... Electro I think kind of reminded me of some of the stuff in Amazing Spider-Man 2. But uh you know Thomas Hayden Church as um as uh Sandman was great and uh what Reese Athan uh back as Lizard just really good and most they're mostly CGI until you know they get cured at the end. So they they probably only had to do some sort of um, they probably only had to do some sort of, uh, you know, like voice work uh, until the very end. So that's probably one way that they were able to keep that those actors were coming back under wraps a bit, because they were not announced. You know, in the press tour, it's been all Jamie Fox, Alfred Molina, Mer- and Willem Dafoe. So the villains were great. Then we got, you know, we got it. We got Andrew Garfield back as Spider-Man. We got Tobey Maguire back as Spider-Man. And Andrew Garfield acted his ass off. He really did. I mean, I think at, for his first scene with uh, with Ned and MJ, I think, was a little, little bit of him getting back into the groove. Of, I mean, I don't know what order they filmed this in, so I can't actually say that. But I, I think... You know, when he's interacting with the other Peters and, uh, you know, most importantly, when he saves MJ at the uh, at the end, making up for not being able to save Gwen in Amazing Spider-Man 2, it really worked. And Andrew's acting with him, you know, on the verge of tears made me on the verge of tears. And, I mean, Andrew Garfield was phenomenal in this. He, he really was um even the scene you know the the great comedy scene of him thinking that he hasn't had it as you know he's not as cool as the other two spider-men because he hasn't faced anybody from space you know he faced a russian guy in a mech rhino suit which was uh which was just a great conversation and uh, you know toby uh, Maguire mcguire spider-man kind of you know pumping up his ego a bit to be like hey no you are great you know you're amazing which was a nice pun for amazing spider-man as well but i liked the way that they introduced the two spider-men with it being ned looking for peter parker and it revealing that these other two peter parkers are there I thought that was great especially with the way that andrew garfield's peter is kind of far away could be our peter you know it could be our peter and it turns out it's not right R. Peter it's not there it's Andrew Garfield he has to prove that he is Peter Parker you know climbing on the wall and getting the dust web and you know of course them referencing Tobey Maguire having the, the you know the, the webs coming out of his body which was a a great scene as well because it is something that you know when you look back at it you're like why did they do it that way but it works I mean it worked then and, and this is what you know I think helps with time right like people back then thought it was you know thought the movie was great but there were I, I did see some complaints later you know after that after the trilogy was over people being like why did they not just have comic accurate um, web shooters Why why did they have him produce it and now with the multiverse and everything I mean everything's valid so okay Toby's has it in his body nice tom and andrew have to you know make it themselves and it's like each interpretation is valid now we have the we, we have them all taking place in you know the mcu or mcu adjacent as i like to call it you know they're not really mcu but they're mcm right they're, they're marvel cinematic multiverse now and these two versions are um, the, you know, now you can watch those movies in an MCU rewatch. Like, stick it in after Loki, maybe. Or, um, you know, when Loki actually gets it from being a single timeline to a multiverse, then you can fit in these movies as you lead up to No Way Home. That's one way to do it. Like, that'd be a very interesting way to do it. But I don't know. I mean, my thoughts are all over the place. I swear the next one will be a little bit more <laughs> uh, structured. But I'm just kind of spitting out, you know, all my thoughts of what I, you know, what I was able to uh, take in in this movie. Uh, you know, us losing Aunt May here is is pretty tough. She is kind of the Uncle Ben of the of the MCU. Not saying he never had an Uncle Ben. He did. He had the briefcase that we saw in Far From Home. They reference it in Homecoming with all the stuff his aunt has been through. So we know Uncle Ben existed, but he may not have been at fault for Uncle Ben's death the way that Toby's and Andrew's Spider-Man was. So for him, Aunt May is kind of filling in as that role. He feels responsible for it. And just Aunt May's character of even after she was dying... And Green Goblin knocks her out. Injures her. How she still says... You did the right thing to Peter. You know, you you did the right thing. Because with great power comes great responsibility. And it's not like the first time I think Peter's heard that. He does say he knows. He made a reference to this in Civil War. Where he says if you don't do anything... Then you're no better than the rest. Or whatever he says to Tony. So I I do think an Uncle Ben does exist. Obviously... And we'll probably learn more about it in the Spider-Man MCU show, right? The the freshman year, the cartoon. We'll probably get to see an Uncle Ben then. And see if he was at fault for his death or not. Probably not, because this one really hit him. And the stories of them sharing with their Uncle Ben or, you know, with Toby's Uncle Ben and Andrew's Gwen Stacy, you know. It shows that, you know, Spider-Man is continually a character about loss and... Not being able to have everything that you want the way you know Goblin says right in this movie, but man, this was this was awesome. The scene of them, you know, at the Statue of Liberty, all landing on the crown—such a good shot. I, I told my wife like when this comes out on Blu-ray, that is going to be like my desktop background or something because it is it is incredible. And I you know, I like that Peter cured them. This is this is Peter Parker. This is Spider Man. Right? Spider Man's whole thing is that he doesn't want to kill people, right? He's going to do what's best. He's gonna try to help people. And while originally he's trying to shirk that responsibility because, hey, these aren't the ones from our universe. This is not my fault, but it is his fault his fault because he kept interrupting Dr. Strange... And Dr. Strange had to pause the spell and, and contain it because he was losing control. So he takes Aunt May's heart, uh, advice to heart and works with the other spider to to get these people cured. And then, you know, the next thing is that, you know, they all have to get sent back home. And he has to now deal with the ramifications that nobody's going to remember who Peter Parker is, or even Spider-Man. I think it's interesting that that's the way they went with it, because really I think the spell could have just worked if they said nobody remembers Spider-Man's Peter Parker. Right? Um, but maybe this is what, you know, I, 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 it kind of happened so fast. I think maybe he did it this way just to ensure that just to, like, ensure that he, that it would work this time. Because that wasn't the original plan. And now, you know, I guess they don't have any of these memories, of course, of homecoming. Or, you know, even knowing Peter. And that that's sad. You know, that's what we see at the end. She has no idea. But you know what? He realizes she's better off. You know, MJ's better off and Ned's better off. They got into MIT. She He sees the bump on her head. She says it doesn't hurt anymore. And I take that as a different meaning. Like, it doesn't hurt anymore. And she's not going to be in harm's way anymore because nobody knows that there's this connection. Which I think was really great. And for Peter, literally at the end, there's no way home. Like, a lot of times people are trying to read into it as more of a multiverse thing. He's going to get stuck in another dimension and, you know, not have a way home. His no way home is that he has no home right now. You know, we see him at the end with his apartment. But home also being like his normal, you know? He has no Ned. He has no MJ. It's him. It's just him alone right now. And he is on his own for the first time. And this is really something that... I think this movie helps elevate Homecoming and Far From Home. I really like those movies. I, I do. Unlike, you know, some people um, out there. But I, I do really enjoy those movies. But this almost makes it better because it creates this arc. This full three-movie arc now of what Tom's story has been. You know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker has been. And now we get to a part that's almost classic spider I mean, not almost. It is classic Spider-Man. He's in this... Rundown apartment. Rents due. I almost thought we were gonna get a Mr. Like Dickovich uh, <laughs> at the end there with the you know with the rent. But we get him making his own suit. All of the arguments that people have had against MCU Spider Man have been wrapped up in this. No you know, oh great power, great responsibility. That's never been said in it. Oh, it's said here. Spider-Man making his own suit, not relying on Stark Tech. It's here. Living alone, in an apartment. He's getting his GED. Probably gonna go to college. Probably start working for I don't know Daily Bugle. Maybe not after how much trouble they've caused. But, you know, he's he's now like classic Peter Parker, and oh, the suit at the end is the suit at the end is beautiful. The suit at the end is, like, my favorite movie suit, I think. I mean, it is perfect shade of blue and and shiny sequence-type blue. Perfect logo on there and the front and the back. Like, this is perfect Spider-Man suit. Like, I really like the Stark suit from Civil War and Homecoming. But, and I like the rest of the suits in this movie, too, actually. I really like the one with the, you know, the, the, the gold logo um, the integrated suit but this suit is this suit is wonderful this suit is beautiful and I hope the next time we see him in the MCU which let's not forget he does have another movie in the deal the deal was one more Sony movie one more appearance in a Marvel film so we still will get him in something and I don't think it's going to be Avengers five. I don't think they're going to wait. You know, we don't even have an Avengers five on the schedule, so I don't think we're going to wait uh, like five years to get him to fulfill that deal. I think it's going to be in something soon, which I'll talk about in a little bit here. But you know, and I hope he's wearing this suit, and they don't just give him another suit. I mean, this is the perfect Spider Man suit, and you know, the end credit scene with uh, the symbiote staying around piece of the symbiote staying around we might get spider-man 4 being about you know the the symbiote attaching himself to peter and getting the black suit and then creating venom and having this spider-man versus venom as a, a movie but not like the tom hardy venom and you know what this way is perfect for me because i don't actually like tom hardy venom that much so if it's going to be this Venom he goes up against... Which is just a piece of the symbiote... Then that that's perfect for me. Uh, I would like that. I'd like that a lot. Maybe run into this Eddie Brock for this universe or something. I don't know. Uh, I know I mostly talked about the end here, I guess. But that's really what's on my mind. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You know, just great references to... the the delivery by norman of the you know i'm something of a scientist myself which is a great call back to spider-man from 2002 was was wonderful my whole theater loved it they laughed they they loved it loved that reaction um and I, i love how in depth they went with the the previous references i mean like the, the power of the sun in his hand, Doc Ock, you know, he's asking where his machine is. Um, then when he gets the arc reactor, he's he mentions again the power of the sun in his hand. He has this great moment with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where he gets to see that he's all grown up. And now what this creates is when they send him back home, I'm assuming it creates another alternate universe like that that Toby Maguire is going back to where he was, where Doc Ock did die. And then Doc Ock is going back to where he did not die. And he's going to live out that life. And the same thing with Goblin. You know, he's healed now. He doesn't have the Goblin persona. He's going to go to a universe where he lives. And maybe he's able to spend time with Harry more and not go psycho. Because he's you know, been healed. He doesn't have the Goblin talking to him. But our Peter is still, you know, not our Peter, I mean, like, the Toby Maguire Peter has still been through all of that. So, Peter gets to say his goodbyes here. Toby Peter. Gets to say his goodbyes here, and then, when he goes back, they're still dead in his universe. That's the way I'm thinking it's working. Same thing with, probably, Garfield. It was great to see Toby again It was really great to see Garfield again And seeing Them in their suits I love that they used I love that they used The Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit Because that is one of my favorite movie suits As well, the big eyes is just beautiful And uh, you know, seeing Toby in his old Costume is great And it seems like he's married to MJ He said he was able to make it work After a while But Spider-Man fans are eating pretty good Right? We have We had the Spider-Man Miles Morales game last year We have No Way Home this year We have Into the Spider-Verse Sequel, which is Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 We have that next October, so less than a year And 2023 We're supposed to get Spider-Man 2, the video game I mean, this is just, what a time to be alive for a Spider-Man fan right now. And being able to see this culmination of 20 years, almost, in a few days. 20 years of Spider-Man movies culminating into one movie here. And being able to watch all three of these franchises, going from Spider-Man to Spider-Man 2 to Spider-Man 3 to Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Civil War. Far From Home, I mean, uh, Homecoming, Infinity War, Endgame. Then go to uh, Far From Home, and then watch No Way Home. And You got, like, this whole great arc of all three of these characters. And, again, just how much they were able to reference stuff from those other films. I, you know, I didn't know if they would spend the time referencing some of that stuff, but hearing about Gwen, hearing about Uncle Ben again, hearing about... You know, the villains themselves uh, and the villains interacting, you know. Uh, Sandman being like, they're both dead in my universe, you know. Uh, Lizard and Max knowing each other, like, that kind of stuff was just so cool, and I'm, you know, really looking forward to seeing this again tomorrow and then eventually owning this film because I think this is up there for my favorite M- one of my favorite mcu films one of my favorite spider-man films and it is just hopefully this ends a lot of the fandom wars about which one is best like they're all valid they're all in this multiverse and if you want skater peter you got andrew if you want 30 year old peter in high school you got toby Maguire. you got um You know, both of them being like solo Spider-Man, never working in a team, and our Peter having worked with the Avengers, which they know nothing about, which was funny too. And, you know, you have our universe Peter in the MCU who knows all these other heroes and having to go through that way. So, I mean, all of these interpretations are valid. If you like a team-up Peter, you got the MCU. Like I said, if you got Skater Peter, who dates Gwen, you got... Andrew Garfield, if you want, you know, classic Spider-Man with MJ, Mary Jane Watson, and not Michelle Jones Watson, like, you know, there's a version for everybody, and they all culminate in this beautiful send-off, and uh, again, the villains were fantastic, the end suit, I can't stop talking about it, I've been talking about it all night since I got out of the theater, like, for an hour and some. That I really love this end suit. And I hope we get to see this in a film. And that's what I want to talk about before we sign off here. I've seen somebody say... That they think Fantastic Four is the perfect spot to see Peter again. And I have to say, I think that's right. John Watts is moving on from the Spider-Man films to film Fantastic Four. Which is probably coming out in 2024. I don't think we have a date for that. But it's probably coming out in 2024. So if it comes out in 2024... Then we have going to start filming in the next year or so. Give Tom like a year off, and then starts probably filming early twenty twenty three. And what you would have with that is not just the John Watts connection, but there's a Spider Man Fantastic Four connection. I mean, what Spider Man's first issue is him trying to join the Fantastic Four after he gets his powers. Sometimes he does join the Fantastic Four. Um, he has a great relationship with Johnny Storm and and that's been in the comics on the Ultimate Verse and the regular, you know, Six Sixteen, like there's been these connections with the Fantastic Four, and I think if that's gonna be if there's gonna be a movie he's gonna show up in for the next Marvel film I really think it should be the Fantastic Four. John Watts already knows how to handle Spider-Man. He can bring him in. It probably won't be a super big role, I would think, because you don't want to overshadow the Fantastic Four. But, I mean, I doubt we're seeing him right away in Multiverse of Madness and it being... Oh, well, there you go. Spider-Man's fulfilled his deal. Like, I really do think that Sony, when they lend them back for that fulfillment of the deal, it's going to be something like Fantastic Four. It can't be Avengers 5. Like I said, it's not even on the horizon as far as we know right now. So that would be my pitch, Fantastic Four. There's a lot of of good stuff there, historically. All right, I guess I'll wrap it up here. So again, this weekend sometime we'll be dropping a more full review going more like beat by beat talking about things really stood out to me i'm going to be seeing this again tomorrow so i'll be able to really soak in even more you know it's it's just this being my first time seeing it i'm all over the place and like i said next tuesday so probably dropping next wednesday would probably be the second full review where we uh even go maybe a little deeper i'm not really sure how it's going to work out but you're going to get Uh, Quite a few episodes about this. And of course this weekend I'm also recording Hawkeye episode 5 recap as we lead up to the season finale of Hawkeye on Wednesday. So lots of stuff coming this way here. And then Logan and I are going to start breaking down the Book of Boba Fett when that starts launching over on the Pod Awakens, which is our Star Wars podcast. So... If you're interested in following us here on To the Infinity Saga and beyond, you can reach us on Twitter. And you'd be able to reach us on Twitter at ToInfinitySaga, Facebook.com slash Beyond. Or email us marvelplusrecaps at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts of Spider-Man No Way Home. I know the person that was sitting next to my wife in the movie did not like it. So that's uh, that's interesting. But we'll see how it goes from there. And I can't wait to just continue talking about this movie. Probably for all time. I mean, it's really great. But uh, other than that, have a great rest of your weekend. I hope everybody gets to go see this as many times as they want. And thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.